The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss why brands need a marketing effectiveness philosophy in a data-driven world. Joining us is Kevin Tate, who is the Chief Revenue Officer at Clearbit, which is a data marketing engine for customer interactions. Clearbit helps businesses grow by providing tools that help them deeply understand their customers, identify future prospects, and highly personalize every single marketing and sales interaction. So far this week, Kevin and I have talked about the marketing data philosophy, and yesterday we chatted about unifying the MarTech data stack. Today, we're going to wrap up our conversation talking about cookie deprecation's impact on data strategy. All right, here's the third part of my conversation with Kevin Tate, the Chief Revenue Officer at Clearbit. Kevin, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for having me back. Good to be here. I'm excited to have you on the show again. The world of data is changing rapidly. Let me rephrase that. The world is changing rapidly. <laughs> and fortunately, looks like we've got this global pandemic coming to an end. Yeah, but we might be uh, on the forefront of World War Three. And here, you know, in the marketing land, we're sitting here looking, saying, you know, something that we've relied on as a source of data might be going away are cookies. We're seeing Google getting ready for cookie deprecation. Apple has been playing around with how marketers can get access to data from iOS. Facebook is basically giving up on social media altogether and is calling themselves something different. The landscape of marketing is changing pretty dramatically, and that's also changing our data strategy as well. Talk to me about how cookie deprecation specifically is impacting how people think about their data strategy. It's a timely topic and one we end up working with our customers on a lot. So let's talk about it at a high level, and then we can get into some of the more specific actions that companies take. I think at the highest level, having the regulations around third-party cookies change, and then things like Apple introducing the ATT and not having the same amount of cross-app tracking, it means that companies need to be much more self-reliant in terms of both the data and the tracking and attribution that they conduct in-house. It makes it a little tougher. If you're a marketer, not too long ago, you could rely on whether it's an ad platform or a mobile platform to sort of take care of the data that you need to handle targeting specific for your customers or handle attribution specific to your goals and then tell you something about what it learned. Not so much anymore. 
it means the onus is now on the market or on the company to think about what data does matter to me and how do I create a strategy, an asset, and an activation approach for the data that I know I'm going to need through these channels. And that's a different way of looking at it. So what are some of the ways that marketers are getting around the deprecation of cookies? It seems like access to data is the underlying problem here. There's collecting first-party data. I've heard of privacy clusters where we're not getting data from an individual person, but a group of people, one of them obviously the one you want to target, and three randoms. What are some of the ways that people are starting to think about getting around the cookie deprecation's impact? So the one that we are most familiar with and that that Clearbit offers companies is really first-party server-side based tracking. So where this comes in most is when we're working with companies on social advertising for B2B. And this is an interesting area because it ties into several aspects of how the data is changing. So first piece is a lot of the ad platforms weren't necessarily built for B2B. They were built for B2C. You can't just go on there and say, I want to target people who have this kind of title and this kind of company. That's just not how they think about it. So part of what Clearbit and others do is give you the ability to conduct that type of targeting in our interface and get right down to these titles at these, not just these types of companies, but even these companies, because we can see the full view of your target market. And then we can take that and use it to build lookalike audiences on those ad platforms. So it's a way of bending their targeting capabilities to better fit what a B2B marketer is looking for. So that helps with this data gap that's created around how third-party cookies are used. Now, on the flip side, what we're also able to do is track in a first-party relationship who's coming through those ads to your site, because that's the server side. So you're not reliant on third-party cookies to know, did those people respond and what did they go on to do on your site? And then crucially, those ad platforms, they are built for programmatic optimization, right? They've got algorithms waiting to be fed around what outcomes were good. But again, they were largely built with B2C in mind. So they're used to listening for, if you will, hey, did somebody click and buy the thing? And that's not how B2B SaaS works. So the signals that we help companies curate to send back based on that first party information, things like, did they look at the pricing page? Did they view a key piece of content? Did they fill out a lead form? Things that are more useful as B2B buying signals and positive outcomes. So we feed those back. So that's some of the mechanics. But again, at the highest level, it's that company saying, okay, I need to have a very much a first party relationship with the people and companies that I want to try to start conversations with, and then being able to measure that and literally feed it back to these ad platforms. And that is a much more hands-on approach than we were able to take in the world before. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. 
But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. So at the end of the day, it's more about collecting first-party data than being able to acquire data, which inevitably means that marketers are going to have a lower volume, doesn't it? I mean, that seems to be the big concern. Cookies are going away. I'm going to do a better job collecting first-party data, but I can't just go out and acquire data. So if we're all going to have just a little less data to be able to play with, it seems like the challenge here is going to be making the best use of the data, not necessarily trying to get back what we're now missing. Well, that's certainly what we see. And the role that we're asked to play in that by companies is, hey, for the folks that I do know, or for the folks who are coming to my website, maybe I don't know yet, help me understand everything I can about the company. Because I want to make sure that as I get more precise and I want to make more better outcomes from the people I can access, I've got all the data available to do that. So that's a big piece of it. And I think it also brings that data closer to some of the things that we talked about in our previous episodes. How do I bring all that data into a common platform? How do I be you know, choiceful about what I collect and how I use it? How I have policies around the data I collect and where it's activated? So it's an exciting time to be in the data side of these companies as they, I think they really have to take a fresh approach to the role data plays in the organization. So the last question I have for you, and I'm going to ask you to look at your crystal ball a little bit here. Who do you think the deprecation of cookies, the departure of access to third-party data is going to help? And who do you think it's going to hurt the most? I'll tell you what I want the answer to be, what I hope the answer is. And I say this not as a clear bidder, but as just someone who fell in love with the internet in 95. And for all the reasons that the internet promised to change business and society and all these things, I want to believe it hurts the spammers and the people who are making the internet a less nice place to be and cramming our inboxes full of things that don't matter. And, and that's, a, you know, they're playing a one in a million game, so it doesn't matter. And I like to believe it's going to reward the companies who are really trying to listen to and understand their customers. They're trying to create genuine conversations. They're not trying to trick anybody. They're just trying to help an informed customer find their way to something that's valuable. I really hope that's the case. An optimistic view of the impact of third-party cookie deprecation from somebody who knows a little bit about data. Kevin, I appreciate you coming on the show, sharing kind words, and for being our guest. Thank you so much for having me. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Kevin Tate, the Chief Revenue Officer at Clearbit for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Kevin, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you could visit his company's website, which is clearbit.com. 
Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.